0: Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bill's fans. Let's go Buffalo! by Bill's fans.
1: Only Buffalo is gonna win it!
0: This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. This is pandemonium. Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn.
1: And welcome back for another edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Brad the Brizer, Eichhorn, Alex Jones, fresh off the bye week ourselves, but happy to be back here and ready to go here as we get set. Buffalo headed to Kansas City this weekend, fresh off the bye for a late afternoon kickoff against the Kansas City Chiefs coming up this weekend in Kansas City from uh, G or Geha or whatever you want to call it. Geha Field at Arrowhead Stadium, 425 kickoff. All right, lot to unpack this week here, Alex. Um, how do you currently stand on the Bills?
0: Uh, I, I think I've kind of become, it, it, there's a lot of emotions, a lot of tough emotions to process with the Eagles game headed into the bye. Yes. Um, I, I went through kind of a range of like, Like, one of my thoughts, and I I know there's no shot this happens, it feels like Sean McDermott is Mark Jackson, and the Bills need to find their Steve Kerr. You know, Mark Jackson came and changed the culture of Gold State, drafted all the players, but he just couldn't seem to get them over the top. And then it took a guy like Steve Kerr to come in and solidify all those guys and really take them to where they needed to be and unfortunately it does feel a little bit like that with sean mcdermott where it's like if you're constantly if you're constantly coming up second place you know you come up you 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 come in second place once and it's like well that person beat me i didn't lose they beat me when you do it consistently it turns out you might be the loser Um, And so I I think it's one of those things where the Bills won't. They won't do this, but they probably should really take a hard, long look. If the Bills end up missing the playoffs, it should be a very hard look at everything um, across the board with this organization, because this team is way too good a team to miss the playoffs.
1: Yeah, there's too much talent. This is, you know, a lot of guys that played together. This is a team, you know, who got to the divisional round the last two years to the AFC Championship the year before that. Uh, This is a franchise who knows how to win and get their, you know, advance within the playoffs. To come short, yeah, majorly disappointing, so let's put it out there. News that also happened to their bye. A lot of things happened last week. Uh, Frank Reich released by the Carolina Panthers, a guy who never really had the quarterback in either franchise. He had, you know, an aged veteran in Phillip Rivers. Then he was handed Carson Wentz. That didn't work out. And then uh, this year in Carolina, uh, he gets the rookie out of Bama, who, you know, looks good, but at the end of the day, uh, not who, according to reports, he wanted. Frank Reich, you know, played in Buffalo as Jim Kelly's backup until he was taken in the expansion draft by the Panthers. So it's was a guy who who knows the market very well liked had a good reputation when he was here. I think he has a strong reputation. Now he's a, an offensive minded guy. He was the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia pre getting that job in Indy. I like Frank Reich and I think that he's a guy who could take them over the top. I think he gets a raw deal because he's never been able to have a team with a quarterback and you know, Josh Allen is here and waiting that if they decided to cut ties with Sean McDermott, as of this moment right now, he's still the head coach of the Bills. But if they did, I'm faming the interest in Frank Reich. Uh,
0: I mean, I, I think that's a step back. If you're going to do that, you're really? after the top. Yeah, Frank Reich really hasn't ever coached a top-tier offense for the 2016-2017 Philly team. I mean, he was, char- he was the Chargers' offensive coordinator he, he outside of, I believe that was the Super Bowl year for the Eagles, that 2016 2017 team. Um, but outside of that team, he really hasn't done anything. If you're going to do that, you need to go off, at, you need to go after a young trend setting offensive coordinator. If you're looking at coaching trends in the NFL right now, the successful teams and the past five Super Bowl winners have all been offensive based coaches. The reason why is you have a rocket scientist, greatest offensive coordinator in the NFL, they're going to be a head coach in two years. That's just the truth. They're going to be a head coach in two and a half years. So, you then have to find the next one, and the next one, and the next one. Not to mention, that offensive coordinator works with all the guys in the room. He's going to take his guys with him. So now you have brain drain on the offensive side of the ball, and you have to replace all these brand new positions. That's not to say that it's impossible But if you look at the trends in the NFL right now, I think it's something like nine out of the last ten Super Bowl winners have been offensive coaches. Um, And so it is an unfortunate reality. And maybe, you know, this team could be the team to prove people wrong. They literally are on a razor's edge and they have to skin the cat and win every single game. And I know we said that last week and even more true now. They have to win every single game. They can't falter against the Chiefs. They can't falter against the Cowboys. They can't falter against the Chargers or the Dolphins in Week 18. It is a dead sprint to the finish line. And if this team wants to fulfill their destiny of making the playoffs, they need to win every game from here on out.
1: I think this franchise is capable of doing that. This roster is capable of doing that. They have some tough tests. It starts this weekend in Kansas city, but I think it can be done that. Yeah. um, You know, this is a team who, you know, went toe for toe with Philly. Let's unpack the game a little bit. I mean, I number one from outer space, you can see that officiating was atrocious. It was just terrible. I mean, say what you want about uh, you know, Ed Hockley, Sean Hockley's crew is just a freaking joke. And the fact that they'll stand and, you know, watch Josh Allen get taken on, I think that was horse collar. I mean, there's a receiver in the area. Nope, they're going to call it grounding. I mean, could, could go on and on and on. The referees in that game were atrocious. And then McDermott, I think, literally pooped the bed down the stretch. 20 seconds. We know what Kansas City did with 13. Granted, this is a regular season game, but 20 seconds. Neil, after wasting a timeout on icing that a kicker could have had 20 seconds and two mi- timeouts between the officials and some of the boneheaded calls down the stretch when this game could have been won. I think that's ultimately why they got the L instead of the W.
0: And we saw it on Monday night, right? You saw the Bengals trust Jake Browning with 20, 22 seconds and one timeout. And so it's one of those things where it's like you – You can see the head coach clearly does not have faith. He does not have faith in the offense right now. And the offense was the only reason they were close to being in that game. The offense was clicking, and they were playing incredibly well. And the defense did not look good. The defense did not look good in the slightest. They looked bad. They were playing decently well, and then the Eagles just opened up on them. And just did whatever they wanted in the second half just literally whatever they wanted whenever they wanted and so if you are a coach whose whole persona is you make your hay in this specific area how is it that you constantly are getting beat in that area how is it that every single close game comes down to your defense not being able to stop and and don't get me wrong. I think the Bills have yo-yoed a bit. It, it, Post games are a lot. It. It, you know, it, it's not something we like to admit, but it is the truth. Looking you for just bounces sometimes that go your way, you know? Right. And so it's one of those things where it's like, you can say part of it comes down to luck, but at the same time, you've got to put yourself in a better position to succeed. You can't put yourself, um, you know, like the Uf- they say in the UFC, you can't leave it to the judges' scorecards. You can't allow yourself to be put into a position where you will essentially get played out uh, by the officials and by um, just some unlucky plays. You can't allow yourself to be beat by luck, and so that's the frustrating thing. Is we hear all the time, "Oh, this guy's such a stark defensive mind," and there's some things like there's some things that I I really disagree with. Um, people have been complaining about the blitzing. I actually prefer in close game scenarios to bring an all out blitz because you're putting, you're essentially not allowing the quarterback to just sit back and do nothing. The Broncos game is completely different. If Charon Johnson gets his head around and gets, just gets his head to the football rather than playing through the wide receiver, that's not past interference. And then we're talking about a fourth and 25 that the Broncos had to convert because of a good play call by Sean McDermott. Um, but I digress. It just is a consistent thing. A consistent thing of constantly losing these close games that makes you think that it's not just a fluke thing and more of a trend. And unfortunately for the Bills, it seems to be a trend that's sticking around.
1: I mean, we've seen this team last year. They won a lot of close games, though, down the stretch. But I think a lot of it, uh, you know... It was, I guess, mix and match of defense, offensive wins. Defensive win, 24-20, I believe, last year in Kansas City. Tight game right there. Defense gutted it out down the stretch um, with an interception to seal it late. Uh, You know, a field goal walk-off victory against the Lions practically. I mean, there was a lot of really close games last year, too, but... Yeah, when it's come down to the stretch, I think you're spot on, Alex. His defense has not been able to hold and close out a game.
0: And and that is the unfortunate thing, is that that this team cannot seem to close it out. And I don't know if it's a snake thing. I mean, the defensive line's been playing their butts off. It's not the defensive line. This year, it's genuinely the Bills. The Bills unfortunately or fortunately had a fondness for Foyer and Hyde and thought they could get one more season out of them and the mouth went out. it just did and it's really unfortunate a lot of us really like Hyde and Foyer they're, they're part they are one of the huge reasons why this team has turned into the success that it has like genuinely they are a big part of that culture shift
1: yeah, and I think so, it's fair to say the sun's going down on both their careers. I mean, that's just uh, it.
0: They, they, both of them have looked incredibly. The last touchdown, um, the past couple weeks have been on them. Just yeah. they, they, previous years Hyde and Foyer make those plays, and unfortunately, they just have not been making them.
1: A lot of questions about the secondary as we approach the offseason, but still a lot of season left in week 14 uh, with several weeks to go here down the stretch. Buffalo coming in 500, 6-6 six six in this one, facing the 8-4 and four Kansas City Chiefs Day game coming up on Sunday afternoon, a 425 Eastern Standard Time kickoff on CBS. Uh, remind you to follow us across our social media networks, of course, at DrafthouseSports.com at DHS Buffalo and Bills Bruiser at TW Callahan DHS. And find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Okay, so the Buffalo Bills trying to go ahead and get in the win column down the stretch here. At Kansas City. A late afternoon game here in Buffalo versus Dallas. The Chargers. Uh, on Christmas Eve's Eve, uh, the 23rd, an 8 o'clock kickoff in L.A., and then Patriots right here in Buffalo on New Year's Eve, and then they close things out on the road versus the Dolphins. So, tough stretch of games. I think every one of those games is a winnable game, and it starts this weekend. Alex, what's it going to take for the Bills to go into Kansas City and get a W against a team that just hasn't looked like they're, you know, defending Super Bowl champions?
0: Uh, they just need to go in and kind of do what they've been doing. The offense needs to execute. The defense needs to go out there and play their butts off. They're down you know, a lot of guys across the board. Um, so it, it's just one of those things. They, they, they just need to go in there and execute. Offense needs to be multifaceted. Um, they need to be aggressive. They need to take advantage of what the um, Kansas City Chiefs are giving them. And in all honesty, it, it's just going to come down to, you know, the truth is, it's about the Jimmys and Joes, not about the Xs and Os. Um, as much as we'd like to say, you know, the Bills do this, the Bills back that, it, you know, oh, we can scheme up this, we can scheme up that. It's just our 11 need to be better than their 11. And that's it. If, if our 11 are better than their 11, we win the game. And, it, you know... You can sit here and say, "Well, this or this or this." The truth is, it's just going to come down to that. And I mean, it's not fun to say. It's not a thing, you know. I really enjoy expounding, but it, it, they just need to go in there and execute and do their one eleven, um, and that's it. It's it's not fun. It's not interesting, unfortunately. So, um, it, it just is a simple case that the Bills have put themselves into a predicament where they have to win every single football game from this point out. And if they don't do that, then they lose. So every single game from this point forward is a playoff game. Every single one. Every single game is a playoff game. Everything should be played with everything on the line because that's the truth. Because if you lose one of these games... It goes from like a 50% chance of making a playoff to a 10%. And you can't count on other teams to lose because there's just these teams like the like the Colts and like the Steelers that just refuse to die.
1: Well, Bills Mafia want some excitement this holiday season. Take it from Alex right there. Like he said, every single game this year remaining for this Buffalo Bills team it's going to be a playoff game. Uh, you win, you get to keep playing. So, I mean, look at it this way. Let's keep winning all the way to February, and there you go.
0: That's it.
1: Let's look at by the numbers here going across the board. Uh, really pretty even uh, just throughout the course of uh, you look at, you know, side-by-side side, looking at it offensively. Josh Allen, Josh uh, just over 3,200 yards passing, 24 TDs, 13 INTs. Mahomes, uh, just under that, uh, just a little bit actually over 3,100. 22 touchdowns on 10 interceptions on the year. Uh, James Cook coming in, 731 yards on only 153 carry. Pacheco having uh, 176 carries for 779. He has six touchdowns. Cook only has a one. But then, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs, of course, instrumental leading wide receiver on this team. Uh, he should hit 1,000 yards, I would hope, after this game comes in at 9.69. Eight touchdowns for him on the season. Of course, Travis Kelsey leading old Chiefs in receiving 8.13 and five touchdowns on the year. Looking at the injury report. All right, big news on this one. The only folks that are actually on the injury report today are Dawson Knox and Kyrie Elam. Uh, Both were activated off the uh, 21-day, they have 21-day activation from the IR, so we'll see if they activate in the next three weeks. Uh, For the Chiefs, a lot of questionables right now. Uh, On that questionable list right now is Jerick McKinnon, uh, Drew Tranquil at linebacker, safety Brian Cook, running back Isaiah Pacheco, and offensive tackle Donovan Smith. All right, I'm curious in this one. Do they start right away off the ground or do we see more Josh Allen mix run pass? I like what I saw to Joe Brady's offense last time out. I want to see more of it.
0: Yeah, I agree, Brad. I, I I I completely agree. I think that I think they mix in some different I I think they do a mix. Joe Brady has shown he's pretty he's done a good job mixing up run and pass and doing interesting combinations that have really drawn people, uh, that have made it hard for defensive coordinators to face them. After the bye week, two games in, you could kind of start to see tendencies and things he likes. So it will be interesting to see how, uh, defensive coordinators game plan against them. But in all honesty, um, I, I see it as one of those times where, um, I think the Bills go a multifaceted attack. I think James Cook has over 100 yards rushing this game and at least one TD.
1: I like it. I would also like to see, you know, what kind of role we see Dalton Kincaid in the past game. Is he, you know, kind of the heavy hand that they go to quite a lot? Do they see them target Diggs a bit downfield? Uh, what's his role this week? I think, Cook, I would expect him to catch more out of the backfield uh, than we've seen, you know, prior in the season. Uh, see him mix up right. the passing game a lot more.
0: I, I kind of, I it's going to be interesting, Brad. Just thinking about what, where the, where the Chiefs are deficient. I think that Gabe Davis could have a big game. Um, it seems like yeah. Joe Brady's bought that, brought back that Dable mentality of rather than being like, which we saw a lot from. Um, Dorsey, which was like, "Oh, we we do our thing. We don't attack them." I think the opposite. I think Joe Brady's done the opposite, where he's been like, "Hey, I'm going to,
1: I'm going to hit spam all
0: points. this, and I'm going to spam. I'm just going to keep doing it until you have to adjust it to stop, and then I'm going to attack the area you just added. And, and I think the chief. Weakness right now is off the edges and outside linebacker, Mm -hmm. and so I expect a lot of Dalton Kincaid like zip routes. That's what I was thinking, um, some drag routes, um, and then some, like you said, cook out of the backfield, um, maybe even some RPO double backfield with Latavius Murray and James Cook.
1: All right, well, Buffalo and Kansas City getting set to do battle coming up. This Sunday, a 425 kickoff on December 10th, uh, televised on CBS. Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wilson on the call for this one. Uh, So interested to hear their analysis in this one. Uh, You know, I enjoy listening to Tony Romo from time to time. Just varying doses. Yes. All right. What is it? What are your keys to the game? What's it going to take for Buffalo to truly walk out with a W? What the, What are three things they have to do right in this game?
0: Don't turn the ball over. Limit your turnovers. Um, just continue to hum on offense. The Bills did what they needed to do. They got, they marched the ball up and down the field on Philadelphia, and they just need their defense to make one stop, and they couldn't. So, you know what? Just offense, keep doing what you're de- doing. And defense. Go out there and make it stop. Do, do your job. Do your job. Get off the field.
1: Bill's come in as three-point underdogs in this one, uh, looking at 40 degrees and fair weather here. So it should be a perfect game time weather this weekend in Kansas City. Yeah, I want to see the offensive, uh, you know, come in and, you know, go tip for tat if they have to, but I want to see them dictate the pace. Much earlier, as I, I've alluded to in weeks past, what we saw in that Miami game where, you know, they went tip for tat for a while and Buffalo just kept firing and firing and firing, that I want to see an offensive dictation in this one for Buffalo to grind out this win.
0: Yeah, I completely agree, Brad.
1: All right, so Big-time game in Kansas City this weekend, and then next week weekend, uh, America's alleged team, the Dallas Cowboys, will come to town for a 425. I'm excited for this game because one of my friends I used to uh, broadcast high school football with in Texas, he is taking the train from Dallas all the way to Buffalo.
0: Oh, wow, that's quite a ride.
1: I guess it works with his work schedule. So Jack, if you're listening, safe travels next week. We'll see him in Buffalo on Saturday and head to the game that Sunday at 4:25 kickoff, uh, for the third week in a row at this point, uh, taking on the Dallas Cowboys, uh, coming up there the 17th. And then like we said, the 23rd, they will be on the road at the chargers in the eight o'clock kickoff. And that one, um, Gosh, what do you even make of the Chargers? I mean, 6 nothing over New England? I, I'm still scratching my head how the Bills lost to New England.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be the the loss that haunts them the most. I mean, honestly, the Broncos one feels like it will. You know, that's the one that hurt the most. But the Patriots' loss is the one that's going to haunt you. You put it, you, well, And again... That felt like a game you needed to score twenty-four points to win, and the Bills defense could not come up with a stop. They could not stop Mac Jones in an anemic Patriots offense. That is that is the epitome of why this defense like why there are questions about Sean McDermott. Why there are those things that like, hey, what's going on with this? Like, how can we allow The guy whose whole thing is, I am the defensive mind. I am the, that's what I built my entire career off. And you let Mac Jones march down the field on you and hit the game winner. Yep. What are we doing?
1: Yep. All right. Well, we'll see if the Bills can go ahead and turn it around. We'll look to bring our enthusiasm here next week. Again, false across our social media platforms. At DHS Buffalo, at TW Callahan DHS, follow me at Bills Bruiser. Find us at DraftHouseSports.com and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BuffaloBillsDraftHouse. For Alex Jones, I am Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Go Bills.
0: This has been the Buffalo
1: Bills Draft House Podcast. Available on Spotify, Odyssey, Prime
0: Music, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. In our street media production.